Hello and welcome to Between Two Cairns. I'm Yochai. Hi, I am Brad. And I'm Skullboy. Hey, Sam. Hi. Hello. Hi, Skullboy. Hi, Sam. Whatever. It doesn't. I just, I saw, I read, my name is up there as Skullboy. Yeah, and so I but read I'm not, I'm not going to call you Skullboy. Respect you know, it's, what's it's, on there. It's weird to say it out loud. It is. It's like, oh, as Skullboy was just saying, that's weird. I'm not going to well, do that. I, this is the problem. Is like I do like Twitch streaming stuff, and everybody's always calling each other by handles User there instead handles, of yeah, uh, yeah. instead of there. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna listen, and I'm gonna respect what you wish to be called, and that's Skullboy. <laughs> I, I think that's I just call me. I think Sam, that's an no, I think it's an important no, it's, lesson. It's so cringe. I have I, I have a question. I have a question. I'm making though. a point. <laughs> Good. Of being a respectful friend. Okay. And it's Skull Boy. I notice here that Brad, you are the tallest in terms you're of so where tall. your chair. Yeah, you're really tall. I feel like you're speaking down. Are you sitting on an apple crate right now? I'm actually really tall. Yeah, I'm and I'm sitting on an apple crate. You yeah, got, you got a couple of phone books and an apple crate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a power move. I was just in a business meeting, so I needed to command. Uh, okay, here's here's something. Here's a question for you though. Uh, both both of you. What were your early internet handles? Um, early internet handles, huh? Yeah, yeah. Like you know, was it Skullboy sixty nine? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wish. No, no, <laughs> no. Um, I had some. I I don't know if I'm even comfortable yeah, answering this, is this question. Dirty. This, this is, is like this is God, old. Okay. I know shit. we're going through my underwear drawer here, pal. I. You know what? I'll, I'll say I. Milk in a jar was one that I used for a while. It's very nice. <laughs> okay. I, I had a friend whose was a mouthful of bees. Which oh, I, I like that. Pretty Spooky. good. My AOL instant messenger handle for many years was Brad versus Godzilla. Oh, I like that. That's solid. <laughs> That's amazing. I, uh, mine, mine has always been Yochai Gal because wow. it was never taken, and I have yeah. <laughs> no originality whatsoever. It. Yeah. See, so you can find of... you can find forum posts from me. I mean, I didn't have the internet when I was a teenager. Thank goodness. Mm. But you can find. You can find it goes way back. I mean, you, I probably if there are still some old news groups or bulletin board systems out there, you'll see it with my name. That's how naive I was, wow. you know, and continue to be. Catch me on AOL, y'all. Check those away mm-hmm. message uh, statuses. That's the best way to get in touch with me. As I believe that all of that has been fully like wiped from the internet. I think they shot the, AOL into space. space yeah. It just threw the AOL computer into a lake. Yeah. That's the end of it. The, yeah, I had ICQ and then AOL and then nothing. Based, and then Discord. <laughs> was the I definitely had group. MSN for a little while. Hmm. Mm. And all the things, and you know, yeah, it was just a, it was a wild time. Personally, I love uh, the internet. I think it's great. And I don't it's think it's a fun place to be. Actually, let's talk about I'm that. I'm kind of on there so, right now. Actually, yeah, let's talk. Let about me. It. Let well. So we do have an actual episode today. We are going to be reviewing Dungeon Module B3: Palace this- of the Silver Princess. Hold on, I'm about to say <sighs> what it is. I'm about to say what it is. It's we're reviewing. We are reviewing Dungeon Module B3: Palace of the Silver Princess. In the first of our Gamer Blasts from the Pasts series, which is why <laughs> Sam slash Skullboy is here today to yeah. review a classic module. I'm Gamer Blast from the Past. So sick. Was that what you were going to say? I just want to know. Is that why you 
Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna try to give it a little more he hype. Was, I he feel was like okay, like gamer let's, blasting let's, so he could say gamer blast. Yeah, okay, I was, okay. I was gamer Do your blasting. Pitch. That's off why he's so much taller than the rest of us. He's gamer <laughs> blasting off right now. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've decided now I'm just gonna keep this whole intro. They're just gonna suffer through it. I love that. Brad. Brad, yeah. what, what is your pitch for this series? What is my pitch? Yeah, you were gonna say it, so go ahead. Well, um you know that. You know that we're we're gamers on this show. We're gamers. Everyone knows it. We game, okay? But what if we went on a gamer blast from the past? That's what this recurring segment's about. Gamer blast from the past is a recurring segment where we look at uh, gamer blasts from the past, and that's all there. All that needs to be said, baby. <laughs> okay, I take everything back. This makes no sense. I'm not keeping. We're gonna it at put all. a little um, background music behind it. I think we could get some new 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 uh new shreddage here. Yeah, know? we need some dungeon synth behind it. Well, speaking of that, so our old friend Direct Sun, uh who by the way, you can get his latest module Aberrant Reflections from, you know, the internet. Yeah, and by the way, it's a absolute banger from start to finish. A plus Excellent. Uh uh A plus uh party time. Neater, okay. neater, neater, okay. neater. I was doing hot Kissable okay. module, ready to party. That's in- inappropriate, inappropriate. But you said party um, time, and I went to Wayne's World. Ah, uh, yeah, it's it's so, great. No, it's okay. one of my faves of, of recent memory. Anyways, Direct Sun has created for us a sort of segment. I, I don't know that we're going to keep this, but I I do want to play it for you, Sam, right now. Is that okay? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Okay, here, here I, I was go. supposed right. to be right. in it, and I was out of town, so I couldn't record anything for it. This makes this even better. Yeah. Okay, let's do it, let's do it. Between two cans. How do you listen? My name is Amanda P., and I listen to Between Two Cairns when I'm walking my elderly chihuahua. I'm Direct Sun, and I listen while I play fetch with my dog. I'm Boba Fett Colonel Sanders, and I listen on my interstellar journey while enjoying my seven-piece fried Ewok dinner. Mm. My name is David Sherdowan, and I listen to Between Two Cairns while doing chores. I'm Brad Kerr, and I don't listen to podcasts. I find them to be too chatty. Oftentimes, podcast hosts will just prattle on forever without making a point. No thank you. Not for me. Not my cup of tea. Could I could I give what I would have said had I been in town uh, to record uh, please, something? Splice please, it in. Please. I'm 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 Skullboy, and I listen to Between Two Cairns while I press as much moisture out of a large brick of tofu as I possibly can. <laughs> nice. I I also love to press uh, blocks of tofu, Sam. I'm oh, glad yeah. we have that in common. I love the cheap food. Give me that big protein brick. I love. I love boneless food squares. Yeah, That's what no, I enjoy. And so I, my wife gives me a lot of crap for this. I will just, when I did this yesterday, I will just eat a raw block of tofu without doing anything to it. Just Hardcore. take it right out of there and just eat it. And she thinks it's one of the grossest things that I do among many things that I do that are gross. So I'm imagining the teeth marks in the <laughs> block of tofu. That, that is upsetting me. I, re- I imagine that you don't use teeth. You kind of suck your teeth behind your lips and kind of go, <laughs> 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 just a, a mashing, a mashing. Just gumming it. Okay. Just okay. gumming it down. Okay. 
while you gave her blast, perhaps. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So I barely agreed to that title in the first place. Uh, But let's let's proceed. We do have one question first. Thanks, Direct Sun, for that segment. Oh, that was fun. Thank you, Direct Sun. Great job, Amanda Um, P. and uh, David Sherdwin. Wow. Yeah, look at that. Just great star power. Amazing. Let's answer a question from the mailbag. Enough, enough silly, silly stuff. Yeah, you let's know? be serious. Let's be serious. So the first one is from. Well, actually, let's just do one. So we've got one today from Jason Tachi. Uh, we've read his questions before. He wrote, aside from D and D ish fantasy, are there any genres you'd like to see more adventure modules for? Please consider that an invitation to riff on an unusual genre stuff that already exists or games you like that could use more adventure support. Okay. I have a quick answer and then I'll let the rest of you all go. Go Um, I love post-apocalyptic fantasy. That is like, there's been an apocalypse, a thousand years have gone by, all the sad stuff is taken care of. There's these sort of runes underneath that might be from an advanced civilization but it's like semi-fantastical uh, an example of this that is more well known is maybe the mistborn series is a little bit like that in that it's a fantasy you know setting that takes place after the villain is won like hundreds of years later um and that continues on for the series but uh, a more i think appropriate example would be martha wells city of bones book which is fantastic and i highly recommend it it's about a you know future fantasy society that grew out of an old advanced similar to earth kind of society um and i really like this sort of mystic wandering discovering relics that sort of thing vaults of varn i think is really appropriate for this kind of setting and um the vaults of varn setting itself is very similar maybe a little more futuristic than i'm used to but i love that and to answer the second part of his question i wish there were more vaults of varn modules made by people other than leo but also from leo yeah i feel like numenara is kind of that vibe you ever read that one it wishes it was uh no 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 no, uh, honestly i super agree with that statement because i I, I haven't I read it, but I've, no, I've read the once, uh, back it, of the it, book quite a few times. Is, is it, I always said Numenera. Is that wrong? Is that, I, okay, anyways. Let's, let's get Monty that, Cook on the blower. That, yeah, that setting <laughs> That setting to me is... Is it Numenera want, or Numenera? They, they wants All to right, have, no more questions. Okay. Goodbye, Monty. <laughs> is it, so that setting is, I want my cake and eat it too. You know, it's like, let's just do everything. We'll just do uh-huh. every Whatever, we'll just do everything. And here's this like super weird sort of... Um, Actually, if anything, Numenera reminds me a lot of how Mistborn works because it's sort of like here are these really strange <laughs> hard-coded rules and then here's all this freeform setting around it. I'm not against it. I'm not it's not it's not a system for me, but I I don't see it as um baroque, I guess is the word. I don't see it as it's too wide. There's too much. It's too much. I'm talking about something that's hmm. smaller, you know. Zoom in. Sm- okay. Zoomed in. Yeah, thank you. So this is not knocking the system just I don't think that's appropriate it's just too broad wow okay well we'll await monty cook's response here oh man okay monty cook's busy Uh, working on a new iron heroes mm -hmm. just for me (laughs) uh for nine (laughs) and it's gonna cost nine hundred dollars that's right and i'm gonna pay for all of it uh so you're one of those who buys who buys (laughs) a cube oh my god no i've never do you want to know how i buy rpg books i have a i published one thing on dm's guild like 10 years ago and and, you use your credit 
and I just use I use yes. I I consistently have around twenty dollars in publisher credit that I just right. use for literally everything. Yeah, I have a similar system in my PayPal in that all of most of the the sales from the Karen store, which are I don't really make a lot of money off the Karens, but I make I make money off of the third party support, like the Adventures Evil mm. written. Yeah, those usually end up in PayPal, which means that only I can see what's in there, and then I spend money. <laughs> on rpg stuff and it's just money goes in money goes out nobody but go. me knows about it wow. it's a black hole you know we'll it's wait, nice. we'll await the irs's response <laughs> hey i had to actually had to do that this year i had to file taxes for the store and i had yeah. to figure out like like <laughs> how many like issues that i buy of this thing and it was almost not worth it almost yeah uh, no that's fair it's a it's a real wild west situation but, the, in the but it's worth it with respect to my wife, because it's a black hole of wow of, of purchasing. Wow. I just don't have wow. to answer any questions. It just it's a it's in there. Yeah. It's out of there. It's in there. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't ever hit budgets. It's just exactly. yeah. It's yeah. Uh, okay. Anyhow, what is your answer to the question from Jason, Brad? Um, okay, yeah. So I think my response would be: I would love to see more modules that are kind of like standalone adventures, one shots in genres that I'm not really interested in running a campaign for. Maybe take a system like Into the Odd or something like that. But um, the one that pops the top of my head is like a, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles module. You know what I mean? Ooh. There's no way would I want to play like a campaign of that. But if I had like one smoking hot Ninja Turtles module, like that would that would be super fun to bust out and be like, yo, guys, your turtles or, you know, whatever, your, your mutant uh, samurai, you know, um, jellyfish, or who cares? You know what I mean? Like, file the serial numbers off. I like that. So, wait, so to be clear, there is yeah. like a Palladium TMNT. Yeah. Is there not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is, and that's you know, that's fine. If there's a if there's a killer TMNT module out there that I don't know about, that's great. But um, I, I mostly see like the systems books for those. And yeah, I've never seen an adventure like, for, oh, I guess for that's, that system. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and that's just like the first the first thing that came to my head. You yeah, know, that's fair. maybe. Um, yeah, something like that. So, yeah. I think I want to see more thing. I want more, um, and maybe this is a thing that I just don't know somebody's doing, and so y'all can correct me, but, like, I like running games in cities, and I feel like more standalone, like, city-based adventures that sort of assume you're in a big city, and so there's, like, a lot of, like, assumptions based on that already, but it's just like, okay, so you go to the Thieves Guild, and then, you know, this is the scenario that's set up there, and then, like, maybe, like, a like a, like, in a, like a heist sort of situation like, or something like, like that. Like, kidnap the Archpriest? Yeah, something like that that has, like, just distinct, you know, like, areas that you just pop into, like, a big fantasy right. city that generally mm-hmm. would work well, right. and then you can sort of, like, go from there. Cause like, right. I, well, I magical industrial revolution could be used for that. Uh, I ran a whole oh, end on fair. campaign. Uh, I ran in it with electric Bachelin. Actually, I ran a whole mm. end on campaign. It was really great. Um, really great, great setting guide. But again, it's, that's not really an adventure. It's just a setting guide, but it's great. It's, I feel like stri- city modules are kind of hard to write because it's hard to make them kind of stand alone. They need a lot of, they have a lot of tentacles, you know what I mean? There's faction yeah. play at work, there's, you know, and so if it's something that you're just supposed to drop into an existing city, it's hard to just be, oh, here's its own little thing in like this, you know, no culture city that you can just run. Well, And on a larger point, I think it's harder to run cities in general for a number of reasons. I think on a yeah. foundational level, the three-dimensional nature of buildings and their various floors and sort of pockets can be harder for some people to run 
you know, just in terms of visual design, I remember running an electric bastion land campaign, the clay shelf campaign is what the module that came out of that. Um, and I remember one of my players who is an architect, he told me it was his favorite one because he was able to imagine all the potential visual scenarios that can only occur in a building. Oh, I, someone could be on another floor above me across Mm -hmm. the hall in a cabinet. And that's just not going to happen as quickly or as as fluidly inside of a dungeon. Meanwhile, another player told me he hated it because he never knew where anything was, you know, in relation to where. I remember they had to they had to break into the Positronic Library, which is again stupid. I sound like I'm promoting myself, but that's really what happened. I they had to break into the Positronic Library and they had to do it by scaling another building across from it and going to the top and coming down. And just the way that that had to be described was much. I thought it was much more difficult to do than uh, a regular fantasy module yeah. that wasn't in a city um, yeah. might have been. This was a, I was playing a Rifts campaign, so already we're in some dicey power creep territory. But anyway, I had this uh, encounter planned where it was like this, it was a building, it was in a city, and there was like a meeting inside this building that the players didn't want to take place. I had this adventure in mind where they were going to infiltrate this building. And um, they got to the building and they they said, hey, you know what? We've got a lot of like plastic explosives we've been collecting. Let's just blow up the building. And that's when I realized like I was playing a different game than I thought I was playing. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, you could just play, you could blow up the building. I do think um, that because of the nature of city games, it's sort of, yeah. for me at least, it's like it's stretching all of my knowledge of like things that other people have made that I can adapt yeah. And so I guess the thing that I'm looking for is, yeah, just like sort of um, honed in on, yeah, maybe it's just like one building that exists in a city, but it's like everything that's happening in that building or to do with that organization yeah. or something like that. Because like I'm running a game in a city right now where like, yeah, there's like a couple of different factions at play because there's this whole like there's like a an explosion on a boat that was set up to be you know a thing and it was a distraction like all these kind of things and it's like lots of interconnected stuff that you can the players can decide to what degree they're going to interact with it or if they're just gonna you know fuck off and go shopping and then the you know the rest of the adventure is just sort of taking place around them because city games right Um, but i like the idea of just having like yeah maybe it's just like okay yeah this is the building you know this is a casino and it right. you know just like things that belong in cities you know already as sort of one-off sort of things maybe maybe i'll do something like that i like i like the idea of like uh a small facet of a much larger thing as a as a book yes so sam what is your answer to jason's question what kind of settings do you think haven't been iterated on enough or you know what kind of systems need more need more adventures in that I had I had there is a setting that I have in my head that I want there to be something that's already made for it because I know that there's there's giant robot RPGs um I don't really like any of them uh what I'd like is an RPG where you're treating mechs sort of like muscle cars so it's like very like sort of low fantasy like uh, need need for not need for speed. Um, Fast and the Furious style like heists with mechs in a sort of like dingy like lots of uh, you know buying and expending of parts and racing for pink slips and that kind of thing. I think that would be super <laughs> cool. 
So like you're that. thinking like a, a lighter version of Lancer that was grungier and not colorful or yeah much much lighter lighter um lancer's way too crunchy for my taste I, yeah um, you know a friend of mine asked me recently if i had heard of it and he told me that once someone at his work said oh it's reels light and i said it's 300 fucking pa- it's 300 pages <laughs> it's not rules light. it's um, it's it's not rules light it's like based off of fourth edition <laughs> i'm pretty sure so like yeah to be clear like a lot of it's you know it's like an electric bastion land a lot of it's extraneous but it's not yeah. rules light um have you heard of too good to be true it's no. a trilemma like uh the Michael uh Prescott oh, cool. made. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I actually think it might be might be PBTA, but it's described as a mashup of Battletech and the Regiment. Um it's based on the Regiment, which is the John Harper World War II RPG. Okay. And anyhow, so yeah, it is I think PBTA, but it's um it, it is sort of grungy, like it's all black mm. and white, super washed out, grungy art and um, it's, I don't think it's had an update in a very long time. Like I remember checking it out in like 2017, 2018, but, okay. um, I, I'm just saying it's also called a uh, 2G to yeah. B or no, two, wait, too good to be true Two two G two two G TBT. We'll there get there. There two it G is. TBT. Uh, I, I bought the Mecha hack. I haven't read it yet, but that one seems like it might fit the bill. It's there the are definitely sitting on my table still. There are definitely people have are are playing around in this space. I haven't dug mm. into it a whole bunch yet, but that yeah. sort of when I I anytime I'm looking at like RPG stuff in particular, like I am trying, I usually am trying to avoid like large scale, like you know, big stakes right. things, right. and focusing mm-hmm. more on like small stakes, like personal yeah. story kind of stuff. And I think mechs are tough because they are almost always enormous and like high stakes like we have to save the world from you know whatever voltron monster is attacking sure. us this week and that kind of thing so yeah i want nature may to write a mecha game that would be a that would be a really that would probably be pretty pairing. sick yeah i uh, yeah i can't I mean, i'm just thinking of the art have you guys have you guys ever heard of that uh there's a dread hack you know with the jenga tower there's a dread hack for you play four or whatever a party of mech drivers who are abandoned on a planet and there's something hunting you and it's like super powerful it's like some you know tentacle machine that's hunting you inside of this like broken city and you're running from it i can't remember what it's called i thought the concept seemed really cool that does sound cool no yeah i can't remember the name of it so whatever Anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> alrighty. Well, that was a good question. Thanks, Jason Tachi, for your question. Uh, moving on. I need to take a break and gamer blast real quick, you, my dudes. You got a gamer Anyone blast else it? with me? Yeah. I, I don't can... like that sound. Y'all mind <laughs> if I gamer blast real quick? Okay, go ahead. Gamer blast. All right, I'm good. That you just every week you just, there's a new gamer blast. Well, I don't get it. You just said, episode. you just said gamer blast. That's what that. It's oh. like a battle cry, but it's like a really bad battle cry where you just say <laughs> battle cry. It's the equivalent of you going into battle yelling <laughs> battle cry. <laughs> yeah, ba- ba- battle cry. I'm attacking you. Battle cry. Okay. Okay. Let's move on. Uh, let's talk about our main review, which is Dungeon Module B3: Palace of the Silver Princess. I'm going to go through some credits here. It's going to take some time because there is an interesting, fascinating, and somewhat 
iffy history. Let's abbreviate it, though, man. I don't have all day we for a history lesson. <laughs> no one's going to ask anyone to listen to that podcast. I'm not. I'm not in school, Grandpa. I'm. Okay. I'm trying to gamer this blast all over school, here. All okay. right, gamer so, blasts are historical in context. I never thought of it that way. Oh okay. boy, thanks. That's a good the, way to think about the, it. Okay, go ahead okay. and give me my history yeah. lesson, Grandpa. Well, I, no, no. I was just going to set it up for you and then make you two do it. But the credits oh, here are written by Gene Wells and edited slash rewritten slash designed by Tom Moldvay. On the cover, it actually says by Tom Moldvay and Gene Wells, which is a little bit obnoxious and for reasons that folks will hear about soon enough. Um, I'm assuming that Moldvay did all the layout as well because it's not written anywhere. Also, the cover art, which is Errol Otis, I don't believe there's any credit to him anywhere in the version that is currently yeah, available. Yeah, I couldn't find purchase. that either. But I think it's certainly Errol Otis. I, I mean, I know it's him. Uh, I Similarly, there's a piece of art on page 26 that I absolutely love. Couldn't find the name of the artist for that. But I do have a list of artists, and I'm going to... I'm going to go through them momentarily. Um, the editing is Alan Hammock, Harold Johnson, John Pickens, and Deborah Ritchie. This is obviously a TSR publication. All these people are TSR folks, including Gene Wells and obviously Tom Moldvay. Uh, the art is, as we said, Errol Otis, Jim Holloway, David S. LaForce, Harry Quinn, Jim Rossloff, Laura Rossloff, Stephen D. Sullivan, and Bill Willingham. And this is what well, I think they call, I think it's called the, the green version. Of the green uh, cover, yeah. The, the, the green cover version of the Palace of the Silver Princess. It was originally published in uh, 19. Is this 78? Oh, I, I should probably know this. Uh, 80 is the green version. 80. You're right. The green, right. 1981 is the green yeah. version. Uh, the orange version is a couple of years older. There is a history here behind uh, the orange version. But before we get into that, Brad, can you just describe what this adventure is about? Not the the pre not the programmed part, but just the general, the general gist. the, the gist. general plot. Yeah, so um, this is in the basic uh, series of modules, but I feel like this one is a departure from B one and B two. This is B three, in that this is a lot more um, story driven. Um, it's a very f- fairy tale fantasy vibe, which I also think is a bit unique for. Uh, D&D, weirdly, um, and kind of almost a chivalric romance kind of feelings in, in some of the dressings. But anyway, the story is there is a princess of the land, a fair and just ruler. The, in her kingdom, some dwarves unearthed a giant ruby and presented it to her. Um, but it turns out it was a evil ruby possessed by an ancient evil demon guy named Eric. And... <laughs> um, and I guess there was like a party where she was presenting it and their sky blackened and monsters came out. And um, now her castle and her kingdom is blighted. There's a red glow covering the castle that kills stuff. But some ancient green protectors have um, sent a dream into the, the PC's minds that they are chosen heroes who must enter the castle and... Um, Destroy the ruby, free the princess, and restore peace to the land. Very, like, JRPG, which, uh, Skullboy, you had a really interesting um, blog post that that uh, yeah. chased those comparisons, I think. I, I did, because I was looking into... Because it is it feels very JRPG. It feels particularly... It feels very Legend of Zelda. Um, yeah. And I basically spent some time just looking over sort of the history of 
uh, tabletop role-playing games in Japan uh, when they sort of made their way over there and the first ones to do so. And D&D was the first one that was like like any sort of big name one that was published. There was a couple earlier ones that were not really fantasy uh, related things as far as I can tell. But it seems like this module and keep on the borderlands were the first two um, like pieces of tabletop RPGs that went to Japan and were translated uh, then being followed later by um, like an actual like rules book. But both of these were like both of this and keep on the borderlands have sort of introductory rules in them. And yeah, it just sort of strikes me as really interesting that like, then you get the plots of so many of these, you know, JRPGs are very much like this structure of fantasy game. And I mean, there's a lot of, there's, I mean, there's, there's many, many, um, cited inspirations for, you know, Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. I spent a long time looking at just sort of the history of like the way the video games were brought over and everything like that. But it seemed like this is one of the earliest sort of examples of like this kind of game being delivered overseas. And I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah. Because now, like, obviously, there's just a big like a really big cultural exchange there in terms of sensibilities and, you know, things like, you know, dark, dark souls as a game is really about this kind of relationship, right. Where it's like a, you know, Miyazaki cites the, you know, looking at Western fantasy stuff and being specifically just sort of confused, but like really into it and like (laughs) that sort of back and forth thing. And, um, yeah, yeah. But the plot of this is extremely Zelda. (laughs) Yeah. it's just there's so many zelda references in it it's it's kind yeah. of it's kind of i crazy. thought that was a great blog post you had that really broke down a lot of those like very similar uh points thanks but i felt worth worth a read like i worth was losing my mind for like three days <laughs> <laughs> even though this came out like eight years before zelda like <laughs> yeah. yeah way way before did you come across any of um clayton notestein's uh work in this area like he's a he's on He's a guy on Twitter. He's got a website, and I think he has a podcast too. Um, he lives in Japan. Speaks Japanese. Oh, is this um, Clay Claytonian? Is the yes, handle? That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Clay, yeah. I, I remember reading Clay's blog back years ago. Yeah, yeah, years ago. He, yeah, he's he he occasionally tweets just like, "Look what I found." You know, it's like a super old Japanese RPG and or the original D and D when it came and. Their art is so good. It's so It's really cool. It's so good. It's and that's, you know, and, and I mean it's like a totally different style than what we think of today with respect to JRPGs. Uh, you know, it it's not as cutesy and Yeah, it's pretty that's pretty cool. I, I yeah, I, I love that kind of stuff. And like a, a lot of the early then like Japanese RPGs that were developed, like Sword World and things like that, are like really interesting to look at now too, because it's they when you take the sort of like here's the inspiration for it but then like let's adapt this to you know a more of like a japanese sensibility and like it's it's just really it's fascinating. i mean it's, it's what we do to them all the time so yeah. exactly yeah, yeah no it's it's a it's a great sort of back and forth i mean you look at like you know early like anime stuff being inspired by disney stuff being just it's all sorts of cool stuff like that it all it all goes back to uh rankin bass finding talent in japan and actually bringing that yeah you know flight of dragons and um 
the uh, last unicorn and all those kinds of, you know, oh, they yeah. just, they, they're, that's in, that will forever be like my fantasy. That will always, that's the, the media, like the specific, when I think of um, an animated fantasy, I think of those movies, which were Japanese, but I didn't know that they were because I yeah. just knew that yeah. there was these rank and bass guys and, no, they actually went and found, you know, they, apparently they had an in-house guy who was really good at claymation, but that's not what these people did. Uh, or not claymation, stop motion, but. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So uh, that's, thank you both for all that. Uh, let's Thank you for listening. Mm. Are you saying <laughs> to me or to the listeners? To everybody. To, okay. yeah, just anyone oh, who's listening good. That's good. Cause I, I think kinda... it's good to check in every once in a while and say, yeah. oh, you're still here. Thank you. Oh, th- oh my God, you're still here. Well, so what I want to know is. Who, which of you feels up to delivering the Cliff Notes version of the controversy surrounding the original publication of the orange cover of this module? I did a just I did a brush up on it before we got together, so I'd be happy to do it. uh, Bring it, yeah, yeah. Hit me with that sloppy history sandwich. There's going to be a certain amount of glossing over like who specifically said what about things because it's like a lot of it has to do with just like the interpolitical workings of TSR at the time. But basically, um, Gene Wells, uh, you know, played played Dungeons and Dragons, thought it was cool, uh, saw an ad in Dragon Magazine for uh, that they needed somebody to work at TSR, uh, went, hung out with Gary Gygax a little bit. Um, they got on pretty well and hung out and had a good time. Uh, Wait, can I just intercede real quick? When yeah. she took the job, do you know, she moved into this house where a bunch of the TSR staffers lived and she yeah. took over the room of Larry Elmore. <laughs> I mean, it's so crazy. It's pretty, it's uh, pretty nuts, right? Yeah. 1978. Um, was that 78? I think yeah. I think so. Or 79 yeah. maybe. Anyways, go ahead. Go ahead. Cuz she basically <laughs> she she became the person that was like the sage that was answering the questions in Dragon Magazine. Um which I mean her answers to some of those questions are really amazing and funny and she's just gen- genuinely was a really funny person. Um she uh wrote, you know, fantasy stuff but did not really know how to write uh, like a module at her own admission. Um and Gary sort of promised her that he would, you know, sort of help mentor her and teach her how to do that. That never really happened because things were blowing up so fast. Um, and basically she started writing this module, Palace of the Silver Princess, um, as because they wanted a, like a training module. It was supposed to be, you know, a sort of introductory module. Her idea of an introductory mod- module ended up being kind of different than what the, you know, revised version was. Um, and I think a lot of what she did was kind of interesting uh, in in regards to like how you teach somebody how to play uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Um, but basically, there was all of this stuff happened around. It ends up being miscommunications between her and Errol Otis for the artwork that was you know being made for it, and it caused all this controversy. Um, two things, namely one is the Ubus. There was this whole controversy about, um, the Ubus and the way that they were depicted by Errol Otis, which very much was just him misreading her prompt. They were not intentionally supposed to be a multi-gendered, uh, multi-sexed creature. Right. They well, but, but also 
Yes, but also that the heads were the management of TSR. And this oh, is this is the second part of it is yeah, like okay, you not only okay. had this yeah, sort yeah. of like controversial like, you know, like oh my god, like look, is a man's head on a woman's body that kind of thing, but you also had yeah, like the heads that were chosen were just like Errol Otis like, you know, being kind of a dick <laughs> and just like drawing all of his bosses and it's yeah. like it has nothing to do with Gene Wells really, but is one of the major reasons uh, and then also this whole thing with the decapus and the right. image of the decapus and this woman that's being dangled and, you know, tied up with her own hair. Which is tame. Tame by art that's still in the module. The right. opening, the introductory <laughs> module for characters yeah. one through three, you look down, there is so much centaur side boob here <laughs> in both versions. Yeah. Way, way more like, I would say something that's like, you know, like, like meant to be sort of sexual right well then right that, that, that was the excuse that was yeah. that was an excuse um i want to point out two things one she also edited keep on the borderlands before this okay. so that's a pretty huge thing that she yeah. did that was before this and um you know pretty rad and number two the uh was it the decapus is that what they call mm-hmm. it uh, so I, I think it's decapus decapus oh maybe because it's like an octopus, With but it's ten... decapus. Yeah. yeah oh, okay. okay. No, that, that actually makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot more sense, yeah. So they... <laughs> Brad's so, the proud, like, he's so proud of himself. Like, uh, he really he, is. You know what he just did? He just pushed uh-huh. his glasses up his face as a sort he of did. victory. I'm going to do one of these hands behind the head. Oh, yeah. That's what a, game, that's what a gamer blast sounds like. <laughs> okay. Just the smug, Anyhow, satisfied sigh. I'm imagining my diary entry tonight. Dear diary... Yochai and Skullboy both said I was right about something really smart that I said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it made me feel good that, that they respected okay, me for my okay. intelligence and also probably my strength and my bravery. <laughs> okay. I say that out loud. Okay. Okay. So the other thing is that the, the original art, I mean, the, it is, the orange version is very different. Yes. In so many ways. The only way that I prefer the green version in terms of, I only look through the orange one quickly, but... I much prefer the layout to the green version, but in terms of the content, th- there was th- different art. They didn't have yeah. this, you know, beginning adventure, which we'll talk about that is not really an adventure. And they, I, I, I they have a, a map. There's a map of the region. Yeah. There's a whole realm. Much more open-ended. And, and things that happen, things yeah. that occur in the, oh, it's, I, I can only imagine had that been more present in the final version, what that would have done to the yeah. RPG scene at the time. It's- I think we kind of skipped one point in, in yes. that after the debacle, uh, they pulled every copy. There's only very, very few yeah. of the orange copies they out there. They pulped them. Yeah, they pulped put them. A, they, they, they destroyed they them. They pulped them and sent them down into a landfill. It was, yeah, yeah, and like if people still have copies, they go for thousands of dollars on eBay now. Um, yeah, they, I was going to say, to sort of wrap up what, what happened there yeah. is that it was this big controversy. They didn't think anything of it at the, at first and then yeah. you know everybody got pulled into a meeting now everybody's in trouble oh you're trying to you're trying to market S&M to children and yeah. like all this stuff Gene Wells is like I don't even know what S&M is I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah. what do you mean right. and like all of these things and yeah it just ended up being this whole right. well, big you know thing and so only a few copies got sold it got pulled and then Tom Moldvay got put on the project to basically rewrite the whole thing yeah uh, so there also is a lot of corroborating evidence that it was the caricatures of the executives that caused the deep pool, yeah. not the, yeah, there was some argument that, oh, we need to pitch it for kids now. And 
let's yeah. all you know let's 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 dummy it dumb it down but um they the the theory is it was the three-headed uh executive caricature that really caused it to get pulled which sucks it does you should let that's this is all it's very sad and then she went yeah. on she said nobody would hire her after that yeah yeah she that got sidelined hard in the company yeah. and it was yeah basically got to a point where she's just like the i read uh the interview i read with her uh from grognardia you know talks about at the end just like do you still play rpgs and it's just like no why would i i it, they're so stupid yeah. basically is what she said it's like okay yeah yeah this makes sense so with all that being said we anyway. read the, we read the green version this is a very weird module <laughs> uh, yeah. it, it's 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 actually i actually okay i'm just gonna get started here i really like this module whoa i really like it did not expect I liked, that i do too i like yeah, so much about weird. it let me yep, tell you yep. all the things I like about it, but let me first start totally. with what I didn't like because that's what always happens here. The <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> the module is, yeah, it says it has multiple parts, but there's really only two parts. There is a quote-unquote programmed adventure, mm-hmm. and and then there's a regular adventure. The programmed adventure is just one small part of getting into this uh, castle, and it is completely absurd. It's like It's, it's like reading a Zork adventure. It's like a, <laughs> yes, it is so long. It is. So, I get oh my the God. intention. If you're trying to convey like the relationship between like a dungeon master and a player, like make it like a weird choose your own adventure that you read out loud. Like that makes sense. But I feel like it's this is unusable. It yeah. is so hard to get through. It's also that compared to what comes immediately after it, what comes after is so much more teachable. It even gives yeah. like it. it, com- it the, the second section says things like, "Well, consider doing this," and do- that's what you need. What are you doing right. here? Yeah. But as the, let me just read an example. Entry 23. You hear a scratching noise and a squeaking sound coming from behind the door. You may open the door, 25, or return to 10 and choose again. That's boxed text with some instructions. Then, entry 24. You hear nothing. You may open the door, 22, or return to 10 and choose again. It is it is like reading a computer. It's like you took the code for Zork or something similar and you just printed it out <laughs> it's, it is it's, very much like reading one of the endless quest like choose your own adventure yes uh, books yes, that they yes that it they is like made. A, right. they were i mean but they there's just no precedent for how to communicate how rpgs work i mean yeah this is a very know. early example of like how to showcase show, showcase this whole thing but you know? but it is followed by a fantastic example of how yeah. a game should be run and rulings. Yes. I mean, it, it's so I, weird. It's, it's so yeah. weird. And I it does totally not see what they were going for, it, but if, like, Oh yeah. There's so many better ways to do this it, like this. And then I think it's funny to read that section. And then I just get like lost. I'm like, this is so silly to read through. And then you look at the map and it's like three tiny rooms. It's like, what? It, like, this is all this for this. It, yeah. <laughs> the, the map of that, yeah. that introductory, it, it plays out so much like, like a tutorial level of a very early right. dungeon crawling video right. game. And yeah. it is just like, it is holding your hand in uh-huh. the worst possible way the whole time. And that's all Maldve because uh, yeah. it doesn't exist in the previous version of this adventure. And he went through and replaced all the monsters. There were weird yeah. monsters in the orange version. And he went and, I mean, I get why, because he wanted people to use monsters that were available, but it's mm-hmm. so odd. But can I read a couple other parts? Like, not from yeah. that, but from the beginning. So there's this part one where it says, uh, 
It's for six to ten PCs, first off. Mm-hmm. That's what it says. Um, which is great if you're expecting, you know, to control multiples, but it's very odd that that's your starting adventure was six to ten PCs. Uh, well, the, the, the starting, the groups from that era too had multiple no, I, larger, but yeah. yeah. Uh, sure, sure, sure. I just thought that was but funny. But even then, it's, it's um, a lot. <laughs> and then, and then there's some basic rules, which is great. Then there's a programmed adventure, but I love this part on page seven. Okay, here we go. Note to the DM. And it, this is long, but one section is, sometimes during the course of an adventure, the DM may find it useful to give the party important information they seem to be missing. The DM can always use the same technique of a vision from a protector to give the party a hint, such as steering them into rooms that give clues about how to destroy the ruby eye of Eric. Now, Yeah, boo! This is no. me in the back of the auditorium yes. throwing popcorn at the screen. <laughs> Shut up! That sucks! Boo. So that actually, that mentality occurs multiple times in this adventure. There are other points where they refer to the DM might consider sending the vision of a protector to the party if they cannot find a way to this trap door. I mean, there's yeah. so much railroading that it's it's just humorous to me because you have all these revisionist scrawnyards who are, you know, trying to point at the old days. The old days were nothing like what you're talking about. What you, you know, yeah. it's I think to the to the modules uh, credit both the like introductory section and the advice about how like oh if you're lost the protectors will summon you in there and tell you hits both of those are completely easy to just skip completely yeah you know it's just like forget it move on it doesn't matter it sure. doesn't affect sure. the module at all well so well, so that the, so go ahead go ahead oh, i was gonna say not to harp on the other version of it but i think because of the way that they reframed the story or that tom reframed the story for this like initially it was much more just like this is a an old ancient palace in a place yeah. you know it's got there's some mystery about it go in poke around, find out the story of what's happening. Whereas like the version that ended up being published was like this much more like in media race, like plot of a sort of eighties fantasy movie style thing. It's like the drama happened last week and you just got summoned to the castle. And the orange version's like, Oh, this is ancient ruins. You're like picking up. Right. And there's stuff to do on the way. Yeah, yeah, lots of stuff Don- and like a whole stru- structure of a land. Yeah, right, lots yeah. of stuff in dead. And they donkey. just they just ripped it out. They just ripped it out. <laughs> yeah. I only have a couple minor critiques through it that are you know like why is uh-huh. there a cobra in a cabinet and you know it's, it's stuff like that. But you can you <laughs> in can the bathroom. it's fine. It's fine. Whatever. <laughs> Do you want a towel? Um, oh, poisonous uh, snake. Uh, there are some <laughs> weird like small bits like on. Well, first off, okay. Let me set. Let me talk about what I like, and then I'll just hand it off to you. I love okay. this adventure. I love it for so many reasons. There was I would change stuff. We'll talk about it at the end. But yeah, I like everything about it. I like the fairy setting. I like the uh-huh. the god coming that you need to get rid of. I like the frozen. There's like a dragon that's been frozen away, and there's swords, and there's these pieces you have to find. I love all that stuff. What I really like is the way the entries are numbered, uh, and I I I found it so easy to know where I was. The map was really easy to read and reference. Yeah, there were little tiny like. Little things like you go into this library. There's more candles than you're used to seeing. Eh, this is why there's nothing special. I'm just you know, just right. it's just sometimes there's candles. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. it's cool. It's cool. I like that one too. It's like oh, there's, yeah. Students in the library uh, like to read books in the night and the daytime. So that's why there's so many candles. But we're the, there's, there's no windows in this dungeon. Like there should be this many candles anywhere. But yeah, no, fine. it doesn't matter. It's just information. Yeah. You know, it's like it's it, yeah. this is a statue. The statue yes. is actually a person. You know, everyone's just repeated. Yes, it's so. But it's so Very easy clearly to read. Written. And then there's I love there's a trap that only gets activated 
when the first person crosses it, but then it gets triggered when the second person does. I love that stuff because it, it, it gives you, it makes it seem like the people who are trying to trap you are smart, you know? And, and, and then like, but then when they fall in the trap, it doesn't work because the torch is burned out. So it's, you know, it fills with oil and this torch falls out and it's not lit. So it doesn't matter. It's so great. Yeah. And there's uh, a bunch of I want to come stuff. back to that trick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um there the one part that I didn't like is that there is a part towards the end of the module and where, you know, an in, in end in the sense that deep deep down where you find the big bad and he's just kind of like waiting for you. He's like no matter what you do, no matter when you get there, he is just Ready to go, you know. There's right. not. This there's is Kevin Garmus you're talking about. Is that it? Yeah, that's his name. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's like just the evil cleric, the evil cleric that's yeah. resurrecting Eric. You know, yeah. Ganon. He'll never. <laughs> re- he'll never. Like re- he'll never finish that ritual. Like it's waiting right. for you to get there. But meanwhile, yeah. other times, like with Travis, there's this guy called Travis. Oh yeah, I love Travis. Travis. Do I love, love Travis? Travis. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I want to get a T-shirt that just says Travis. Be- no, it should say Beware <laughs> of Travis. Beware you know, of Travis. Travis. Yeah. <laughs> Beware of Travis. Yeah, it's so good. But I like that yeah. there are scenes where it's like, oh, if you come in here, this dude's in here. If you come in there later, he's not. Like there is right. potential agency there, but. Not with the big bad. No, no, no. That's the final yeah. showdown. And you better make sure the players don't find it. You should just tell them where it is. <laughs> the it would Guardians. be an amazing tournament module to do it on a time clock. It's like in this many mm-hmm. rounds, Cathardarmus right. is going to summon Eric cool. and yeah. all hell is going to break loose yeah. quite literally. Yeah. And that would be a great race against the clock because it is very, it's very tight. It's very interior it's like not a it's not the wide ranging here's the whole countryside of of uh yeah. where Gal- galavia G- galavia i wh- whatever um that is the is the land it's very like you know this is what we're doing so yeah well yeah so, so that's yeah. that's what i liked about it uh nice. you know very i have nice. one minor critique as well i i left out about how you're supposed to get these statues together but the image of a statue is not one that a human or a group of humans could carry. It's like so big. Like I don't, but, and I have a theory about it. I have a theory about it in the, in the orange cover, that statue is not there. It's another statue. That's not related to the quote unquote statuette, Hmm. which implies it's being diminutive, you know, diminutive. So I I think that they were just like, screw it. Just put a, you know, dragon statue in that picture. You gotta replace the woman statue. Um, and I, I think that, that's that, by the way, that's my favorite piece in this entire thing is page 26. I don't know who it's from. I, I couldn't mm. figure it out. Um, I have a guess, yeah. but I, anyhow, they replaced that. They, so I think that that's actually just like, a, they just made a mistake. I think that the statues yeah. are supposed to be small and they had to quickly think of one. So they drew a big one. That's my take on it. Brad. Nice blast. Okay. No, I'll pass it to Skullboy. You want a gamer blast on this baby for I could, a while? I could gamer blast on this baby for a while. Yeah. What, what, what do you like? What you didn't like? And then uh, I'll gamer blast when you're done. Um, what I like is that I've, I sort of already said it, but like is, is it's this very enclosed, very gamey adventure. Like it's really easy to drop people into this. It's an understood idea of like, go in, rescue some people that, you know, are trapped in a crystal. Uh, one of my favorite parts of it is that it is actively dissuading you, not through itself, but like at, at the end is like, it, you're not supposed to 
play this like a D&D game where you're looting the castle the whole time. <laughs> right, yeah. If you loot the castle the whole time and you rescue the princess, she will literally be like, what the fuck, dude? You're supposed to be <laughs> yeah. like a, 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 a yeah. hero and heroes yeah. don't loot my castle. So you get less be on XP. your way with this less XP and yeah. less good prize. Yeah. Like she still pays yeah. you, but it's yeah. like a begrudging, yeah. like you could have had so much more if you had just not been such a little. You don't get the Star yeah. Wars medal celebration. At the yeah, end. Just, which yeah. I think that's hilarious. Um, I love that there's all these baked in like characters and NPCs, like the two thieves yeah. that uh, join your party. And there's yeah, they're awesome thing with the mimic there. And, Doppelganger. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, the, sorry. Doppelganger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's there's a lot of really cool. There's like this this whole like, you know, the werewolf, uh, you know, queen. Yep. Like lieutenant. To, What's her name is like Lydia or something. What's her Yeah, name? it's like it's literally the, the names in this are just <laughs> every everyone is such a big swing and they all miss so hard <laughs> um, you have travis totally hits man i love that travis the big is so good you've got um <laughs> he's not a bad guy he was a good guy. he was a good guy he was driven mad. like this whole idea of like yeah there's like he gets driven mad and like he's holding this like weird court yeah. In, in that area. Right. Scribbling on right. like official documents because he thinks that's what like the captain of the guard should do, but there's no rhyme or reason uh, to it. Well, can, can I ask you, Brad, if you go to page 20 under the section under barracks, 35 barracks, where, where it says beware of Travis, yeah. which is such <laughs> a funny. Beware of Travis. <laughs> it's, it's, it, the message has been scratched under the wall with the point of a dagger. It reads beware of Travis. <laughs> Anyways, can you read under uh, while Travis fights, he will scream at the characters uh, on the right-hand side of the page. Can you read what he says okay. to the PCs? While Travis fights, he will scream at the characters. You'll never get my treasure, thieves! Everywhere I look, thieves are trying to steal my treasure! You all must die! I'll never let you steal my treasure! He went mad for treasure. Yeah, that's, this guy loves treasure. That's, that's, that's some classic Travis yes. right there. He loves treasure, <laughs> and, you know, he doesn't... It it got the better of him. Yes, I it love does. It. it does. Yeah, and he's he. <laughs> I just love the idea that he went mad, and the way he went mad was for treasure. Like he doesn't. I he didn't go mad for like love a chaos god. No, he just wants yeah. money. If you know what I would I would tweak is I would I would put way more Travis in here. I would put like dead bodies drawing in blood on the floor like Travis. You know, I would build the legend of Travis like. Even bigger. Would he be the same yeah. in the end? Absolutely. Be... I'm not messing with Travis, but I do want to just spread more Travis throughout the dungeon. Like, I want the buildup to be absurd. I feel like I would make Travis more of like a, he was, he was, um, like mutated by like, you got so many people that either got like turned to stone. Oh, yeah. By, I assume the idea is that since there's like a bunch of Medusas, like chilling on the, or at least one on on the second floor. That uh, that was why everybody got turned to stone. No, but no, I think it just happened. I think so too. I think but it's it just, like, why would you put Medusas there if it's? I know. So I I read. I would that take in my them out instantly. That was, I was a, like I think either, that was a mistake. Yeah, either don't have it, or it's like, or treat it like yeah. There's like all of these like sort of minor bosses throughout yeah. the 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 dungeon and have like some more sort of factiony kind of weird stuff happening but right well that's that was one of the one of my notes for improvement was factions but i really like the idea of a completely ruined dungeon from the orange version 
that everyone is just frozen and you're just like walking amongst the ruins. It's like in yeah. Willow, there's that castle they go to. Like, I love that idea. Yeah. I'm sure it's been done before, but I, I think it's great. Like, make an adventure in which you have to travel somewhere that the whole kingdom has turned the stone. There's this sort of yeah. like pregnant sorrow to it. Yeah, I think it's so cool. awesome. Well said. To, to, uh, to put it back to Zelda, it's exactly yeah. what happens in uh, uh, Wind Waker when you go down <laughs> to old Hyrule, like through, like under the ocean, and you find yourself in the uh, Hyrule Castle from Ocarina of Time, but all of everybody's frozen in time there. And so you're just walking around in this like very unsettling sort of space. And I really like, yeah, tonally, I think that's amazing. The idea of like the dungeon is just a functioning castle, except there's all of these people that are just sort of stuck in the middle of what they were doing. And then there's just like some weird monsters and stuff like that. But all the stuff is like of the castle already. Yeah. And so did you feel like with respect to the monsters, that they all made sense? Like they made, they made sense that like, I, I get it. The orcs would be attracted or whatever. Werewolf. Okay, fine. Cobra in the closet. And then there's like that bug that somehow got into a secret room. No, there's a, yeah, um, no, there's like, it's, it's like it's, in the dressing room. Weird. There's like a giant three foot beetle just chilling or something like that. There's right. some yeah, weird, it's, it's, there's yeah, some weird yeah. stuff yeah. where it's like, I, this is, uh, yeah. Like why? I mean, it's fine, but like, why are they there? Yeah. Maybe the magic of Eric turned them to something. That's, I think it does a lot of heavy lifting. The magic of Eric has done this. Mm. Uh, by the way, you also never see Eric. Like the, yeah. the implication here is that you will keep be killed or that you'll you know, bring the end to Eric by summoning these people. There's no yeah. scenario in which the back cover art mm-hmm. ever happens. Um, one thing I do want to mention, and I haven't heard your point about this yet, Brad. Yeah. But no, I haven't blasted. I yet. really like, the, uh, I love the art to this. Yeah. I really love it. I love oh, yeah. including the centaur side boob. I think it's great. I think that unlike most uh, of this era's art for RPG stuff, uh, it's not sexist. Like they're most of the the women characters who are fighting are wearing, you know, armor that makes sense. Yes, except that there entry is, about you know, the two thieves does go out of its way to say, "Oh, the two women are yeah, very sexy, yeah. and they use their sexy ways to be sexy." That was ex- I. Li- my note here mm-hmm. is uh, not as sex not not as sexist as usual, <laughs> except for the two thieves. <laughs> right. um, but in terms of in terms of, the, uh, but although they're not dressed sexy to be clear, but like there's a piece of art on page uh, sixteen or something where it's with that pedestal that has the amulet on it, and there are, I believe, two female warriors in, or one is a magic user, I'm guessing, but they're both. Other than showing some thigh, one is wearing like a uh, metal skirt and the other is wearing like a sorcerer dress. Mm. They're not ludicrous. They're not any more than the men. I just thought that that was pretty uh, unusual. And there were women in in many of the images here. So I just thought that was cool. Um, And I like the art in general. Some of it's weird. The the thieves, who again, aren't drawn in a perverse way. That was my some of my least favorite art. Like, I just don't like it at all. (laughs) Yeah, very surprised that. You were there now. Do you? What did you think of the image of uh, Catherine? Catherine. Oh, Catherine. Yeah, it's the. It's is that the evil cleric? It's so. Um, who does it remind me of? It's like. Uh, it's like an it's like an R. Crumb album cover or something like that. It's like if R. Crumb did a piece for Heavy Metal Magazine. That's what it looks <laughs> yeah. Like. Sure. Yeah. It's the, the orc faces or whatever that are coming in that feels maybe they're not orcs they're uh, that well they they originally were dwarves if you look at the uh 
like the original one and like that's one where like some weird right, stuff got right. changed around like mm. where they took out yeah they took out windows and yeah, the, in, art got uh, the big holy symbols instead but i really i re- i like the like the there's like some cool motion with like the way that Catherdarmus is like you know doing yeah. the darkness spell on the sword and there's a like, whole ritual and everything it's like it's it's very yeah there's a lot of um it's a lot yeah. of life to it yeah i really I, th- I think it's a really cool module i like you know, I like the solid goal here. I mean, it, like I said, it's a big it's a big diversion from the other B series want, where it's yeah. kind of like, here's the land, go explore. You know, yeah, keep on the borderlands. There's no plot. It's just like you go out and you you know you fight the evil and you you know the, the stories happen procedurally as you adventure, and that's that's great. This is a departure from that. It's um, in some ways it's pretty linear. Like there's only one way to get to the level two, <laughs> so you have to go down the one path. Apparently, that was because there was no. Uh, in the original, that was not considered. Th- There's there no was... stairs or anything. Yeah, there is so much room to just slap a staircase. And anyway, um... well, in the in the original version, Gene left yeah empty rooms right. with the intention of having the DM fill them out, and then they were yeah. like, no, 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 no. You know, right. that's very much like <laughs> B one, like you know. Um, but anyway, it just reminds me of people always say like. If we didn't have Steve Jobs types, we wouldn't have good shit. And it's like, no, if we had more people who were otherwise marginalized or pushed out for various dumb reasons, uh, if those people were more empowered, we actually have, we'd have a lot more s- cool stuff. It's not that we need sociopaths. It's that we need to, you know, not, uh, uh not excommunicate, but we yeah. don't, we need to not gatekeep these kinds of people. I mean, she was really smart and had good ideas. Yeah. And, and and it just sucks. It right. just sucks that they were like, well, this artist did this thing, so can your entire career, you know? It, right? It's it it really. Yeah. I, I the thing that really pisses me off about it is the fact that it does seem like it is basically error. Right. Yeah. Fault. Right. It was the art was the issue, and yeah, like you know, he went on to be beloved by many. He was already beloved. He was already right. like yeah. you know loved. It, it, the, the reality is, an artist did a thing. Mm-hmm. There was a freak out for dumb reasons, and she paid the price after having no say in it. In fact, it should have, if anyone's fault, it should have been uh, whoever was producing it on the lower levels because it was printed and made (laughs) into a ready to go offset. Should have been some review before they sold. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Maybe we shouldn't put, maybe they didn't notice, but it just sucks that this one, it it, it killed. She said, people, this is actually, I'm going to quote her here. Um, uh, Edit, uh, People wouldn't touch me with a ten foot pole, or they wouldn't yeah. let me touch adventure, adventures with a ten foot pole. Ironic, but it's right. I, it's I mean, it just sucks. Yeah. It just sucks. It really does. It it's it is. Uh, I think just a really really great example of what happens when yeah you try. You, you are a person that comes in from the outside and who is not like everyone right. else. Right. And then you right. try to do something, and then you just get That's squashed. It. For yeah. It. Right. It sucks. Okay. What do you think, Brad? Yeah, I want to I talk about a few more things that I like and don't like here. Um, the thing that I like, multiple, I like the multiple ways to, quote, solve it. There's multiple ways to destroy the ruby. You can find, uh, the one I really like is find this ancient bard who is like this legendary bard and find her harp and play the right music. I feel like the... How would you know how to play the music, though? There's like... Uh, I don't ever see I, that I feel like we that was a little undercooked. There were a lot of opportunities. I think we should have yeah. built up the legend of Rowena. I thought it was... One thing that didn't work at all is there's a lot of 
um, environmental storytelling about things that happened last week. There's like tapestries about like right. the night that right. just showed up. Right. Yeah. And, right. and like, sure, there you, you know, you're trying to communicate the history of this place, but like, it doesn't make any sense. There's like a tapestry room with four tapestries about something that happened last week. Why are they in this little room if they were just presented to you? Or like, who made these? Elves? They also had other opportunities like yeah. the ghosts. Yeah. The ghosts who could totally. just tell you anything you want I, to know if you interact with yeah. them. But no, they don't interact. No, I would I would put more of the recent storytelling history on NPCs. I would put more stuff about Rowena, the famous bard, in stuff like that. Tapestries. You know, they like build her legend through environmental storytelling. So when you get to her room, it's like, oh, that's that's who this is. Um, I like you can find the, the statues of Summon a Dragon. I don't really like that you can just tap the sword next to the, to the ruby to destroy both of them because they're in adjacent rooms. That's just kind of like... If you're having fun yeah. ways to like explore this place, you're exploring to find the ways to, quote, solve the dungeon. I don't want a solution where it's literally adjacent to the ruby like that doesn't reward exploration that's just you know but anyway um i would say my main um criticism of the module is i think overall there is a lot of the good like door stuff you open the door there's fun stuff there's a good variety of things but big picture i think the map is kind of a mess it doesn't make any sense at all at all (laughs) like the layout of this castle is not a castle it is a dungeon you're right but it is usable it's it, it's usable, but if you're it's, challenging, like, why are things the way they are, it, it falls apart in an instant. Like, to get to, if you want to take a bath in this castle, you either have to walk through a church, or you have to walk past a giant caged ape who hasn't been fed in a while. Why are you putting the, ca- the bath behind a cage, behind a chained ape? Um, but I think my most egregious issue in this vein is... The pit trap, which I agree was a very fun pit trap, but it's between a schoolroom and a library. <laughs> yeah, so it doesn't make any sense. Sensibly, Why would they ever do that? <laughs> this trap is to kill the children who want to get to the library. There is no... And it, by the way, another hallway connects these two rooms without any kind of, you know, barrier uh, impediment whatsoever. You leave the schoolroom, travel north... Go around. You can get into the library that way. No problem. But if you take the shortcut, you're, those kids are going to die. They fall in a pit trap, yeah. which fills with oil and then drops a lit torch into the oil to blow up the kids who yeah. have fallen into the pit. So, like, right. So, yeah, that makes sense. Real real quick, though. Did, the, did you, What did you think about the, the illusion of swords? Uh, it's Google? fun. It's Ish. fine. It's fun. I like the illusion stuff. I think all works great. You can get into the illusion fights where after they, you're, you're done, it's like, oh, I'm not really hurt. It was an illusion. That's well. There's a nice. Yeah, there's a I nice picture of that. Yeah. There's a nice picture of that in the orange one. Uh-huh. By the way, uh, they took that out. I guess Rowena, the I famous like bard's room, has an adjoining door to the butcher shop. Like, why are we putting her next <laughs> to the butcher shop? We have to. We have to assume that there is some sort of special relationship between her. And she, maybe she needs room. meat. She's like the Gygaxian naturalism. I don't know yes. this. Yes, I. I wanted to redraw the map. That's what I wanted to do. And by the way, like you said, the map is very usable. It's it's fine. There's good loops. This makes no sense. Yeah, it's it's functional. It's, functional. it's just, it not just makes sen- it's not. It sensible. makes me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me crazy. Um, but it is easy to read. Yeah, I don't know. I had little like things I would tweak here or there. I don't know if we need to get, go in deep dive and see Brad fixing, you know, quote fixing this module. But um, I think I've said my piece. I've said my piece. I, I think we went over deep dive 
we went over deep dive a long time ago. Oh, we started diving <laughs> deep. That's the way the gamers. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's hard not to. Uh, can I just say for gamers blast from the past or whatever you call uh-huh. this? I think I think we should just not worry about it since there's no no no. I'm just I I wasn't uh, worried about these old modules. I was just I don't know it's, like yeah if we want to ramble on for more or if I've said enough and we right. just, just shut I, up. And I, I, no, you can keep going. I have go I have some. Day. Let's let's do the how I would fix it and then we'll be done. Um, okay, go for it. I, well, the number one thing I would do to let folks to sorry, the number one thing I would do to fix this module is to allow the PCs to leave. It was there's conflicting information about that. In the first section, they seem to imply one direction. In the second section, they imply a different option. So the the guardians are like, we'll let you back in, but not too many times. But then when you go in, like the red force field right, closes you in. Right, so exactly. Like, okay, are you tra- you're trapped? Yeah. Well, you yeah. can talk to the guardians at any time, and as the DM, apparently, yeah. you're supposed to be yeah, giving be, the players, uh, making the players uh, go towards the uh, the goal. Well, that's all why. The time. That's why I would just run a version of the orange version because it's implied that you can just. There's nothing going on there. Yeah. Um. It's also way sadder. The second thing I would do is add some factions there that actually make any sense. Um. I would do more environmental and terrain effects. Like you can pretty much go everywhere in this place. And it just suffered a calamity, like earthquakes and stuff. So I would, I would mm, make that that's more a good interesting. Point. Yeah, there's like um, closed off passages, but yeah, the structure is still pretty sound. No, it, there's no like crumbled. St- yeah, you. I'd, yeah. Li- I'd like to see like what lives into the crumbled stairway. The closest right. you get to is the garden, which I love. The garden. We didn't even talk about that. The sure, garden yeah. has two different uh, carnivorous Sentient plants in it. Plants. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Yeah, and and it's great. I thought it all works. I love it. Um, I would basically read both versions, create my own version that mostly relied on uh, the green, but still brought in parts, most especially the the, the world map and the setting, which yeah. is freaking awesome. Cool. I, yeah. Just, setting. Um, anyhow, so that's that's my take. I wish, I wish we had had the original and then a sequel. I think that would have been awesome. It's very sad. If you want to spend $3,500, you can get the original in print. Otherwise, <laughs> it is available online um, through various places. Well, it's Wizards not... of the Coast actually get made the original right. version available at right. one point via PDF right. on their website. Yes. So. I, is that still true? I remember they were trying yeah, they, they to refer. They wanted to refer to the image controversy. They actually showed the image, not the... Uh, executive heads, but the the woman strapped to the the torture table or whatever. Yeah, they the, showed that off like, oh, this isn't this quaint. It's that's not what happened, dude. It's, it's sexism and sh- crap. Yeah, it's crap like it's a very it's a very thinly veiled smokescreen kind of yeah. uh, thing right. of like, oh yeah, this is the reason that it was it was this bad thing. It's like, come on, yeah. everybody knows that what's happening here. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, for a company that employs Pinkertons, I don't expect any better. <laughs> <laughs> Timely. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> yeah. all right, all right. Moving forward, Brad, how would you change this? Uh, just little tweakies, tweaky ruse. I, I think I'd read, I'd, I'd make some different connections on the map. I'd put a second staircase to the second floor. I'd beef, beef up the uh, the legend of Rowena, the bard, and make her play a bigger role. I'd put little clues about her. I'd depict her with like cuckoo birds and put cuckoos in her words in her room. Maybe playing the cuckoo song on the harp is how you summon her. A little little uh, puzzle like that. Some, that's you know. really great i mean i would have removed her entirely i didn't mention that but yeah. i would just cut her um, out but i would have yeah, put great. the statues in different places also um <laughs> this, there's like one statue right by rowena's room so it's like if you found one way to destroy the ruby you've just found another one you were rewarded twice for exploring the same passage so i'd spread them out a little bit more um i'd probably take out some of the 
more egregious gotcha monsters. Um, not too many. I do like the groups of monstrous humanoids that are just chilling in some places. I think you can do factiony stuff with those with strong use of reaction dice. Oh, Travis! Um, Travis could be fighting I'd pl- for control. I would crank up the Travis to the max. Yes. And um, Travis versus werewolf. You can Travis do. versus werewolf. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think that's that's my that's my short list here. Yeah. Uh, okay. S- S- Skullboy. Um, one of the big things about the original version that I like is it's implied more that the guy that comes in, um, I forget what his name is, the uh, the knight, yeah, is oh, yeah. like a yeah. corrupting Ellis? influence. Ellis, yeah. yeah, is like a it, like it gets changed in the Molde version. He's like you know part of this you know special order of knights who right. you know hate Eric so much and so much that he named his dragon Eric bane and it's just like yeah well can i just say something about that so first off did he name the dragon that or did did that did, or is did the just dragon just named name? that right yeah. because here's the thing he's clearly not very good at it right? no he's, <laughs> he's he's a doofus he's a yeah. thing, man they build him up in like the the preface of this book it's like oh this knight showed up but it's like he's barely in it he's just stuck in the ruby just being a dummy it's but the dragon is who kills the dragon and it's and the all dragon about the dragon apparently doesn't do it permanently like it's just Eric keeps coming back, you know? Yeah. It's, um, I mean, that's, it's so hard for me to think about running this game and not just running a Zelda game and <laughs> yeah. turning all the dwarves into Gorons and the elves <laughs> into Zora and the, you know, all the, the, the halflings into Kokiri. Yeah, hey, and there's <laughs> even, you could do the Lynels for centaurs. Exactly. Right there. there are yeah. so many things that you can do to like run an A plus oh legend God. of zelda that made me want to run this game so bad here all of a sudden. <laughs> you know the thieves <laughs> so have good. hook shots like i there's <sighs> there's so much cool stuff that you can do here um but yeah like the i i think the the, the lore needs a little bit of finessing just so that it, it that there's something to discover like i like the idea that yeah like this evil guy came in and was like sort of just like an influence on her and she just like was like maybe i'm gonna be kind of bad now and like <laughs> like that's like that's cool that's like way better than right. you know because like both of them have journal entries and originally the journal entry is just talking about how he showed up and she liked him and eventually they got married and like but because of like the nature of that story being sort of told in in a way that makes much more sense to an ancient ruin and being sort of detached and like, oh yeah, this is sort of like what could have happened. And you're encouraged to like, cause there's the tinker in the original one too, that like has this suit of armor and there's this, all of this sort of implication that like maybe, you know, the, the tinker is more than he seems to be and like that kind of stuff. It just, yeah, it's, it feels like there's so much sort of good, like there could be lots of like aha payoff moments for the players because yeah. they're going to be theorizing about all this stuff the whole time. And yeah, it really feels like you want there to be something. There's that bear that's just wandering around. Oh, I love the bear. Yeah, the b- yeah. great bear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's hungry. So yeah, there there was a bear, but he's like cool and also it's a great bear um, art too. I love that picture of the bear just being. Yeah, like, just, I'm just like a hungry bear. I'm just, yeah, I'm here I am. I have a question. Um, so what is the deal with apes? What's the white apes? Uh, I'm into what, the apes. How, There's I'm so many apes, apes in old yeah. D&D stuff. I don't... It's, I, it's, I know, it's, I, my guess is the Barsoom. I mean, it's like, yeah, right. Yeah, I was yeah. Gonna, yeah it's Burroughs or... I, I get it, but like, why? I, I mean, what I like the implication here that the guards just have a bunch of pet apes. And that's it's just, so just, weird. It's it's, it's a I, very I specific kind of weird. And yeah. it, they show up it's, everywhere from this era. I know, I yes. know. It's And not just here. People who are trying to emblem of... You know, who are trying to... Um, 
I guess play on nostalgia will say, oh, we got white apes. Who cares about your white apes, man? Get over the apes. It's problematic and also boring. Oh, what can they do? Punch you? I just don't understand why they're a, a popular a popular choice. But uh, question, all both of you, like I assume, different like kinds me. Of monkeys in this adventure. Yeah, it's wild. Oh, yeah. There are other ones as well. <laughs> both of you would also, I'm assuming, remove the programmed adventure entirely. Yes. I wouldn't just, wouldn't even look just, at it. No, it's a door it's, now. It's, it's All it was was a door. It's like you got to pull the two switches. To get in the yeah, switch. it's like. That's I, great. I, I don't mind like you have to figure out how to open the door, but like the way that it's done is just it's so maddeningly <laughs> it's, overwrought. No, it's yeah. it's Kafka-esque. Like yeah. I, would, I wouldn't run it to the point where like when when you said would I run it? I, I, I'm thinking, how dare you? What am I, an yeah. imbecile? Of course I would I wanted to make sure. I just didn't want to I'm offended. Assume. No. Yeah, I mean, um, it's but, pretty you know, awful. Yeah, no, I'm not I'm not using the program part. Okay. So any other thoughts on how you'd fix it what you liked anything I, I mean a lot of it is just like smoothing out the edges yeah fix like like fix the map make uh -huh. it like you know lean into jacquet it a little bit more like uh -huh. i feel like there's a lot of like fun little things that could be tweaks that but like I, the bones are there for some Good like bones. a really solid yeah. you know between one one or two sessions or like five or six sessions depending on like how you wanted to yeah. run it like it could be yeah. just like a nice beginning setting you know i think the the fairy tale vibes makes it that's that's, that's what makes it unique there is yes, like right. a really d like distinct just fantasy vibe and i think we see it a lot more now with stuff like dolman wood stuff like that like this yeah. feeling i think is a lot more popular in role-playing games and it always i don't know D, &D always seems weird to me because when you, people talk about D, D, like the stereotype is like ran fair and fairies and wizards and whimsy and knights and duels and it's so it's not that it's like grubby little guys like doing dungeon heists and from from genre to genre of pulp fiction like yeah, you know like oh this is the the you know this is the part that's like in sort of like ruined spaceships this is the part where there's yeah, dinosaurs and yeah. like you know cavemen and it like, has yeah, it's so like, rarely been this kind of brand of chivalric fantasy that I think like to see it here is like kind of fun it's just I think it works for me. It's very like proto Dragonlance. Yes. I feel like I know the answer to this question, but what soundtrack would you accompany to this to this adventure? Ooh. I mean, we have to I think we have to just like put aside the obvious choice of like just like get some some solid Legend of Zelda music. <laughs> right, and just set yeah. that over there. It's uh, not right part no, of you it can say that you can say that um right. yeah it's so hard for me to detach it from from that vibe honestly it's either that or it's just like you get in and just like kate bush the whole thing is kate bush <laughs> yeah i'm feeling like a strong i like the 80s like synthesizer right, soundtrack right. uh one of my favorites uh early electronic composer suzanne chiani she had some great early uh synthesizer compositions i think on the bukla i think that's how you pronounce it synthesizer oh, nice really really interesting wavy stuff she got more into like new age piano eventually but i think her early stuff would sound just right very cool i i so not i was thinking tangerine dream or something. sure yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah very, very legend lines. right is that i want those uh, space yeah. 80s right, right, right. synthesizers man yeah and toto yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah well well yeah that's not <laughs> hold maybe on maybe maybe electronic covers of toto that are made today you know uh, there's some but yeah no i i was thinking of legend um basically any german electronic band from the 70s and 80s that's not craft work would be 
just a craft work derivative sort of thing. Aside here, I watched a video recently of the earliest recorded craft work show. Uh-huh. And I, it's like 1973 or something. It's like really old. And it is incredible because none of the people knew what they were watching. Oh, like yeah. All these, these, it's all these like West Berlin Germans or West, you know, like West, they're like sitting there. And they're watching, and they don't know whether to beat their head. They're like, they, 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 <laughs> yeah. like you can see a couple of them try to advance to us. Yeah. They just because if you think of you know out of context, if you just showed up and were craft work, and yeah, and just like dur, 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 right. it's is fantastic. But yeah, yeah pe- guys, the, the, the dawn of people watching something that they literally have no idea what to do with right. or have ever yes. seen before. Yes, I mean this. Yeah, they. I mean they're freaking 1970 it's just a long time ago i yeah, yeah. Well, final uh, aside uh if you need a good group costume um go as the cover of craftworks man machine album just get four red dress shirts with your oh, friends yeah. and uh stand in a row you're good to go baby solid <laughs> i was i was in my head i was imagining the whip it music video oh know, that yeah devo the red yeah Little red lipstick. Yeah. Yeah, you're ready for Halloween. Were they wearing red lipstick? It looks like it on on Man Machine. Anyhow. Oh, oh, oh. I thought you meant with the Devo. Oh, no. I don't think Devo wore lipstick. Anyway, we're... uh, Anyhow. This this has been been Devo chat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this was right. a good gamer blast. I think I'm I'm looking forward to doing more gamer ba- blasts with other classic gameable blast off moments. Like to blast yeah, will, the games we, with my gamer right. blast bros. Okay, That's you, what we do here. Just, okay, okay. So <laughs> we're gonna do this again. Love you, bros. We'll try, we'll try to do it like once a month, maybe. Uh, you don't have to say it back. It's cool. Go I'm on. I'm not ever going to, but. <laughs> The, we're gonna do this you know we're gonna have sam on so welcome as regular recurring guest sam uh thank you you can pinch your uh, pitch your uh pitch your your stuff oh uh yeah go to betterlegends.com all the links are there uh you know check me out hire me give me money whatever yeah. you want to do or just yeah, read things those... i got a lot of blog posts been yeah, doing the dungeon yes. 23 for uh, a solid four months now. It's good. Uh, still, awesome. still go. is one of the best, I think. I Thank love you. Yeah, Sam's and um, um, uh, ZX Shoes is yeah, yeah. really good. Yeah, Dynamite. Um, yeah. Uh, anyhow, uh, this has been Between Two Karens. You can email us at betweendukarens at gmail.com with a question or a comment. You can also go to our Discord server. Well, it's a Karen Discord and we have a channel there, but it's complete chaos. So, Good luck with that. There's a lot of can opener pictures right now. So it's just post your can openers. I want to see yeah. them. I love it. No, yeah. no, no. All right. I'm going to go and, post uh, a picture of my can opener right now. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I might go gum a, an uncooked block of tofu now. Yeah. You guys got me hungry. Ooh. I'm just going to take a shot of the tofu uh, water. Uh, oh, my old baby. That's gross. Uh, okay. And also, thanks to Bobby McKelver for the music. He didn't let me get to any of this. I'm so out of sorts. Anyhow, thanks to Bobby for the music. And thank you both, Brad and Sam, for being here. We'll see you all another time. Yep. Keep keep blasting. And if you do blast, let us know how and when you gamer blast. Blast regularly. Take a selfie while you gamer blast and make sure to hashtag gamer blast tag us <laughs> on all of your social medias um hashtag karen hashtag between two karens hashtag yeah. i'm blasting hashtag blast me off hashtag uh, gamer okay. gamer 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 okay. gamer okay that's <laughs> we're done all right hashtag blast ah.
Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm hitting end recording. All right. <laughs> Bye.